Welcome to the Soul Summit Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Levesque. I'm here to bridge the gap for women in the outdoors, build a community of adventure junkies, and roll out your weekly dose of positive vibes. With almost two decades in the health and fitness world and an untamable passion for hunting and the outdoors, my mission is to help you live a bucket list life and move boldly in the direction of your dreams. Meet us here weekly as I connect with like-minded men and women to discuss health and mindset, accountability, life and entrepreneurship, as well as all things hunting and epic untold stories. Are you ready to join us on the experience of a lifetime? Pack your bags and get ready for this bucket list adventure in Sitka, Alaska. You show up and we'll take care of the rest. This seven day all-inclusive vacation will have you fishing world-class water, hiking some of the most beautiful parts of Alaska and kayaking through cascading mountains. Wake up and watch the whales from our luxurious home in the glow of the sunrise. Soak in this experience with a small group of passionate outdoor women and your private guides. Plan for fun-filled adventure by day and relaxing in the evenings in our stunning house hidden on our private beach. Register by November 18th, and not only will you save $500 on your dream vacation booking, but we'll also donate $500 to a fellow outdoor junkie, Christine Capan, as she's in the fight of her life with stage four metastatic breast cancer. Go to heroutdoorjourney.com forward slash Alaska for more details on the trip and how your Alaska bucket list adventure can help this incredible woman beat cancer. That's www.heroutdoorjourney.com forward slash Alaska. Today's episode is also brought to you by Maven Optics. If you haven't checked out Maven yet, you're missing out. Maven offers award-winning optics sold direct with no middleman and no retail markup. Head to mavenbuilt.com to check out their products from rangefinders with 4,500 yard ranging capabilities to introductory binoculars and their award-winning scopes. Use the code soulsummit-gift to get a little something extra just for listening to the podcast. That's mavenbuilt.com. Sawyer's line of water filtration products offers clean water solutions for any situation. From adventures in your favorite spot to traveling through remote quarters of the world, Sawyer set the standard for water filtration. These long-lasting, high-performance water filters start at just two ounces, which means you don't have to sacrifice weight in your pack on your off-grid outings. Head to Sawyer.com to see their full lineup of products or visit your local Bass Pro, Cabela's, REI, Shields, or Sportsman's Warehouse. Don't have a store close to you? You can find them on Amazon or locate a store near you by heading to Sawyer.com. Today, I am joined by my gorgeous friend, Julie McQueen. I'm so excited to have you on, uh, selfishly, of course, but also just to get people to uh, see what's going on with you. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me on. I was, I know we were just kind of catching up and I got to see you last time I saw you was in February. I think I got to hug you as we kind of crossed paths for a minute and I just wish I got to see you more often. So this is I great. know. Yeah. yeah. East coast versus West coast. It's a little tricky, but the yeah. wonderful thing about show season sometimes is that you get to have those connections, even though sometimes they're brief. Uh, yeah. but hopefully I'll get to, to run across your path again this year and to give you another yeah. squeeze and maybe a little more time to catch up. Yeah. Sometimes I just pretend I have meetings at shows so I can go see all my friends. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. <laughs> don't tell, don't tell too many secrets though. Right, right. 
So give us a little bit of this like high level view of who you are and what you do. Obviously, as the president of Carbon TV, there's a lot of facets to what you do professionally, but also personally, there's just so much abundance about you. So give us a little rundown. Yeah. So um, it's so it's so funny when you try to give the elevator pitch on yourself. Sometimes it's like, where do I start? Because I assume people just I assume we're all friends and everyone kind of knows everything. But I guess I would say I've been in I've been in the outdoor space for about almost 20 years now, which is aging myself. Um, So almost 20 years of working in production, mostly, you know, TV shows, commercials, um, hosting and producing. Um, I do multiple forms of production. So line producing, field and executive. Um, And so that was kind of how most people in the outdoor space got to know me over the years. And then I kind of had this really cool path of multiple shows and building connections and building a network of people around me um, to where I kind of pivoted and went from, uh, you know, that side of the world, the TV show side to actually running the network. And, um, you know, it's a bizarre twist, uh, but it's been really fun. And now I'm the the president of Carbon TV, and you know that has been quite the journey over the past you know five, almost five years now. Um, yeah, it's uh, but I would say most people know me from my production days, TV shows, commercials, that type of stuff. So, is this where your twenty year old self would have seen you? Oh my gosh, I just wanted to hunt as much as possible. So you know, which is kind of. Um, I feel like that's backwards world. I hunt way less now than I used to before I ran this company. Uh, But now, you know, I guess to put it, you know, really bluntly, I am able to sit at the helm of a company that allows other people to have to live that passion, um, which is beautiful. You know, I, I had my I had my great time. I was spending at the peak. I was spending about 250 days a year in the field. Um, So I didn't really ever go home. I was just working nonstop. And now I'm more corporate. I mean, I'm in our our headquarters right now and I don't get to go as on as many hunts as I would like to, but I get to be a part of other people's hunts vicariously and other people's adventures, you know, just stuff to do. So um, it's really expanded my network of people who I love and support. Um, I just am not the one in the field doing it anymore. (laughs) Do you feel like that's just been a change of like passion kind of choosing this route over, you know, more time in the field? Is it equally as cup filling, I guess? Um, it is at times. Yeah. And I know that's kind of like a deep way to like dive right into things here, but yeah, I I do think that I am as passionate now as I ever have been about what Mm -hmm. I get to do. Um, but it wasn't, it's not really even that it's, I mean, it takes a lot of my time to run this company. So I don't, you know, I, I usually work nights and weekends out of choice because I'm so passionate about what I get to do. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's different. It's Mm -hmm. very, it's a big pivot. It's very different from how I first got into the industry and then where it's taken me now, but different can be, can be a good thing. So talk a little bit about what that pathway has been. I mean, I can't imagine it's been easy, especially in a space without doors. Obviously, it's no secret that this is a very mill dominated industry. I don't know about TV production and stuff, but I would imagine that a lot of that is is kind of mill run as well. So what has that looked like for you? And how have you had to to kind of keep your identity and your confidence in, in that space? 
Yeah. So I've had a very good experience with it, you know, and I think that's because I got in almost 20 years ago before a lot of other females did. Um, You know, there's a handful of us that really somehow found our way into, you know, our little corner of the world in this Mm -hmm. industry very early on. And I can count on one hand the number of times where I felt like being a female was a a negative thing, right? So where I was maybe like put to the side in some way or, you know, it wasn't the right fit because I was a female. Aside from those few times, it's open doors. It's actually, you know, really enabled me to have a bigger platform to support other women. Um, You know, but it's just... It's really evolved over the years. Now it's so wonderful to see so many other females um, taking part in this and really leading and building their own brands. So I'm lucky because I was one of the early ones, you know, and I, yeah. um, I got to see that happen. That's so amazing. Yeah. An incredible place to be to, to just be able to now kind of stand at that helm, like you were saying, and champion for other people who are, you know, wanting to, to make, you know, whether it's a living in the outdoors or just pursue their passions to fill the freezer for their families. Like you really kind of be, you know, are integrated in all of those facets, which is awesome. But you just recently came back from New York city. I did. What were you doing there? (laughs) So I was one of the, um, the judges for the top women in media event. I was so honored. So, and it's for a company called, a brand called Synopsis, and that is what we use in media um, to stay up on everything that's happening in media. And this is mainstream, it's not in the outdoor space as much. Um, so I've, I've been a huge fan of theirs. I read their newsletter religiously every day, and they do this top one women in media event, and it's women who run things like I mean they are executives they are c-suite they are making changes in the ad environment they are you know empowering women um, you know supporting like you know diversity in the workplace Um, so I was chosen as one of the judges for the top women in media so I went to New York City and just kind of was there and present at the event and it was just it was an honor you know and and you know, like you said earlier, the outdoor space is very male dominated, um, you know, but I've always felt very welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that we live in this great big world outside of just the outdoor space. And it is also very male dominated in a lot of ways, specifically in media. And anybody who watches, you know, documentaries about old Hollywood and production studios, it is, you know, there is definitely a skew towards the, you know, towards male employees. And so what a wonderful thing to see more women really doing the things they love to do mm-hmm. that they want to do. And, you know, that's a, a huge passion of mine in life is just to make sure that I'm a cheerleader for that, for other women to say, like, this is what I want to do. And then there is no glass ceiling. We can do whatever we want. Absolutely. So what was that like being in that environment with so many uplifting, empowering women? Were there any big takeaways? Or did you come home with a new level of excitement and passion for what you're doing? Yeah, so I recognized some of the women who were coming up on stage to receive their awards. And one thing that I noticed kind of a common denominator was they weren't going up there saying, look at me, I did all this work and look how amazing I am. They were saying, I'm so grateful for my team. And I'm so grateful for my 
family to support the long hours I have to work to achieve my goals. And it's kind of this attitude of gratitude that they were up there receiving their award and saying, I, I would not be able to do this without my right. family and friends supporting me and also the people who work around me, which is very much my attitude here at Carbon. I mean, I'm by title, yes, I'm the president, but I mean, my goodness, what would I do if one person wasn't here to, you know, to control their area of the company? I just, I'm surrounded by people who are so much smarter than I am in so many ways. Yeah. I think that's the secret. Yeah. I love that so much. I just want to soak that up because it's so, it's, it's, it's true in any facet, whether that's professional or personal. Um, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're not in the right room, you know? Right. So it's really important to be able to, to just surround yourself with those who you strive to be more like. And yeah. that can be, like I said, in a professional field, it could be in a spiritual field in your faith. Um, yeah. And that gratitude. So I love that so much. And, and that's something I feel like, I don't know if it's changed for you or if there was a time where it was, but I know through 2020 and 2021, like I was so stagnant for a while, just not getting out. You know, we didn't go to the shows uh, that first year. And so I was just like, I'm missing my people. I'm missing this energy that I pull off of being physically with other people. Um, how has that changed all for you? Or did that stay pretty consistent over the course of 2021? So I actually had a very good experience, a positive experience through the whole pandemic situation. Uh, because we are a media company, we were able to keep the headquarters open, even though I was the only person coming here to work. Um, and a lot of in a lot of vacations, you know, some people would pop in to do, do different things. But, um, you know, it really gave us the opportunity to understand the audience better at Carbon. So, Great. for example, you know, we were, my team started developing playlists. So for our kids who weren't able to go to school, what do we have that's kid friendly where we can create a playlist and the parents can put it on and know whatever's coming on next, my kids are going to be entertained. It's kid appropriate. It's, you know, so we were kind of finding, um, finding ways to, to reach out to our audience that would have never happened if, if that whole thing didn't shut the world down for a little bit. It opened our eyes to different avenues of, you know, what we are capable of with this company. Um, during that time, you know, because we are media, the, the flip side of that is we didn't know what was gonna happen. We had to go dark for a while. We weren't sure with the advertisements. So um, we actually created a separate company at that time. Uh, which was a big passion project of mine. Um, you know, we called it Carbon Unwind. It's a sleep and meditation app. So we actually took our entire Carbon TV team, flipped them over to Carbon Unwind. So developers started developing the app. Creative teams started creating, you know, all of the the visualization of it. Um, our producers started producing the content. So we really just kind of created something beautiful out of that whole time and walked away going, wow, that's something that would have never come to light if we weren't put into that situation. So I had a very positive experience. I love that. So thing. that's so great that you guys really kind of just saw like, okay, here's an opportunity, what's going to happen, let's assess, let's figure out where we can pivot here to make sure that we're still one reading our audience, seeing what they need, how we can serve them. But two, should we be doing something different? Yeah. Yeah. I think anytime you see a challenge like that, or something that kind of throws you off, you know, off center for a minute, it gives you the opportunity to reevaluate and say, 
wow, what, what have we not been looking at in the right mm-hmm. ways? How can we just kind of, you know, look at this through a different lens for a little mm-hmm. bit? So yeah, I, I really appreciated that time. I liked it. Yeah. I think a lot of um, both, you know, solo entrepreneurs and small businesses, heck, even big businesses really looked at that time and kind of thought for one marketing, how is marketing and change? How is our, you know, delivery service going to change? How are we going to show up for our customer and consumer? And what do we need to do differently? I'm also seeing that just really just within families, it's very integrated, like everybody's doing things a little differently still than we were, you know, pre pandemic. So it's really been interesting to kind of sit back and observe some of these changes that people are making. Um, And I'm kind of seeing that next phase happen now as we move into this, you know, economic, are we allowed to call it recession, right? This, this like kind of gray area with like what's going on. I think people are kind of starting to do something very similar, make those assessments like, okay, where are we? How are things going? Yeah. So the, the, the thing that I noticed that really falls into line with that is Number one, during that entire time where things were shut down, travel, you know, no one knew what was going to happen. A lot of people who create content were learning how to hunt in their own backyards again and learning how to, okay, we can't travel. What do we have in close proximity where we can still spend our time outside, but we don't have to fly there or we don't have to drive so far or I can stay with my family, but take a day trip. Um, you know, we know that, for example, like national parks did better than ever with visitations and, you know, people were really, you know, buying more licenses in their home States instead of only outside of their home state. So I think there were a lot of positives as far as the content creation where people were saying, wow, I remember why I really love this area that I live in. And, you know, we got a lot of feedback like that from our producer partners who were creating that content. And I thought that was just a really beautiful silver lining to the whole thing. And now, you know, if we are in a recession, which I mean, I obviously, you know, I see the the prices when I go to the store, like there's a lot of inflation happening. People are being more mindful of, Mm -hmm. you know, where they're putting their resources and how they're spending their time. And I think that it almost prepared them for this time. So they're saying, okay, now I know what I can do here that's more cost effective. Um, sure, we can still, we can go travel now, but we also know what's close to home. And I think that it's almost given it a more relaxed feel for a lot mm-hmm. of the people I know. They feel more comfortable, like, okay, yeah, it's okay if we can't travel as much this year because things are a little pricey. You know, they know what they have in their backyard at this mm-hmm. point. Have you seen that big change too in the family dynamics? I know that you guys obviously kind of shifted to um, putting out more content for kids and, you know, how can we serve these parents, right. That are trying to still work their full-time jobs with their kids at the house. Have you seen, um, as far as maybe even like your producer partners and the content that's coming out, or even just from the consumer side that people are approaching what they're doing with their families differently? I, yes. You know, and the feedback that we get is more from our producer partners. Um, you know, they'll involve their kids a little bit more, and the, you know, and the shows that they're creating, which I think is really nice. You know, kids, it seems like they can get out of school a little easier or they can, they have more time, which is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we've seen is 
on our live cameras, right? So a lot of parents who have kids staying home or now they are homeschooled, maybe they haven't gone back to school or they're taking longer time breaks at home. They're streaming the live cams where the kids during schoolwork, they can look up at the TV and it's live content, live footage of animals in the wild, you know, and that it kind of brings the outside inside for a lot of families. And we love kind of giving that opportunity. That's so great. I never really thought about that too. You know, for me, I grew up uh, in rural Oregon, so I know like the country life, but so many times I'll talk to like a client or somebody within my community and they talk about, you know, like, well, I live in town, so I can't just go shoot my bow. And every once in a while I go, oh yeah, (laughs) you know, people don't, you know, get to look out their backyard and see deer walking around. So that's great that you uh, provide that because I really, and you could probably agree, like, the outdoors and nature is so refreshing, so soul filling and really nothing replaces that kind of reconnection with your roots. Right. I mean, they've done, you know, psychological studies on that where people who work in big office buildings and I mean, I'm one of them, you know, our headquarters, it's a big, huge building in the middle of the city, but you know, if you have a TV screen that's playing nature scenes or birds or animals or, you know, whatever that is, it actually does help people kind of like calm that anxiety. It's just better for people, which is, it's the study of eco-psychology. It's what we actually based on wind on is getting back to kind of grounding in nature and taking deep breaths and going back to our, our more primitive roots. So, you know, I have this theory because I, I track the analytics and the data really closely on carbon. Um, I have a theory that people will just play the, the live animal cameras all day while their kids are at home. It's like, you know, they, instead of having, uh, you know, during the holidays when people have the, like the fireplace on the TV in the yep. background, it's like the living fireplace. Well, I think they just have the deer cams on there. Because it's just kind of like you look up and, oh, there's some turkeys at the feeder or there's some, you know, some huge bucks walking in or some squirrels. It's any type of wildlife, I think, is just good to have. If you're going to be playing something in the background, why not have that? Totally. Yeah. And so many times I think the default for a lot of people is like a cartoon or something, which really does the opposite of what you guys are achieving through Carbon Unwind. So talk to us a little bit more. We've kind of danced around Carbon TV and Carbon Unwind. Like give us the rundown. People are going, okay, well, what is this really? Give us the the full picture here. Okay. So Carbon TV is our primary business. So we've actually been around for going on 10 years. Next year's our 10 year anniversary, which is like- Congratulations. In the digital outdoor space, it's a very, very old company. Uh, We were part of a larger media conglomerate to start. So we were Carbon Media Group uh, back in 17. There was an acquisition. We were pulled out of the acquisition, became a standalone network at that time. And that's when I came in. And um, so Carbon TV is the largest OTT AVOD network for distribution of outdoor content. And we're on um, all the endpoints. So if you have Apple TV or Roku or an Amazon Fire Stick or, you know, uh, Samsung Smart TV. So any endpoint that you can watch on your devices or obviously iOS and Android apps, we're always free. So we have a lot of viewership. We don't have a subscription model. You don't have to sign in. You can just literally pull it up, put it right there on your TV and it's free all the time. Um, so that's been a huge part of our success. I mean, we're just free to watch and we have more content than anybody else. 
But another part of that success has been the diversification of the content. So when I came into Carbon TV, you could describe it as a hunting and fishing network, right? So it was pretty much hunting and fishing. Um, but I know that people who love hunting and fishing, which I do too, um, they also love other things. So we started bringing other types of content into the network at that time. So you've got survival, aviation, agriculture, overland, DIY, cooking, you know, all of these exciting types of content that really have a good overlap. And if you love to watch, you know, fly fishing, you might also love to watch how to cook that fish that you caught. So that was a big part of Carbon TV's evolution over the years. Um, and then, as I mentioned, Carbon Unwind, that's kind of a, a side separate it's all under the same umbrella, but Unwind is our sleep and meditation part of the business, which is a very big passion of mine. I believe in getting really good sleep at night and meditating every day. So we kind of built that in because I feel like it goes hand in hand with the, you know, the nature part of what we do. Awesome. And you guys, was it pretty recent that you guys started bringing podcasts on over the last couple of years? Yeah. So it was about, I want to say a year and a half ago is when we first started building it into the infrastructure. We built the podcast capability into Carbon TV about a year ago and started testing it out, you know, seeing how it would go, asking people like what, you know, how they felt about this. And then when we started launching the first podcasts, we got really good feedback and the viewership started just going crazy on it. And everyone started listening to the podcasts. And of course our developers had to go, Oh gosh, okay. Now we have to step it up and make sure this is really easy to use. And, you know, we've evolved, we've added quite a few over the past year and, um, and we've taken it slow. You know, we kind of added the podcast section as an added value for our already existing viewership. Because if somebody loves to watch the content on Carbon TV, maybe they want to, you know, set their their phone down, or maybe they don't want to stream on their TV, but they're they're wanting to do other things, clean the house, whatever, but listen to content that really resonates with them. And I believe that it was the right time for that. So we added the podcast section into the company, and it immediately started doing really well. And so we're going to invest more into that in 23. Um, but right now we're really happy with how it's going. You guys are really touching all the bases for families and for people to just dig in and, you know, fill the fill the void when it's off season for them and be able to soak up some of these things. And I love what you said about, you know, somebody that loves to fly fish also probably wants to know how to cook that fish. And I think that's so important. And I think people are really hungry to have this like extension of what they do know and what they are out in the field. Um, whether it's fishing, hiking, camping, you know, general recreation, people want to continue that once they go back home. Right. Yeah. And, you know, on top of that, they may discover they really enjoy something they didn't know about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know, you know, we have like a, a recommendation engine built into our, our system, just like, you know, just like any of the streamers, just like anybody. And, as we start learning what types of content somebody is is enjoying, we'll start kind of recommending that and saying, oh, hey, you may also love this. And I know I love that. I mean, I actually go through like, our Carbon TV library all the time and I'll click on you know recent episodes and I'll start watching one and then I'll see on this little sidebar and I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that that was an episode that came out. And I think this kind of goes along with 
as humans, we have a short attention span Mm -hmm. society right now. And, um, and I'm part of that. So I'll just start clicking through and seeing who's doing what and watching episodes. And, you know, it's just, I'm really happy with the, how diverse the library has become at Carbon. You know, there's really something for everyone. Um, the other thing that, that I really have been trying to stress lately and put my energy into is that we have what I believe is the largest library of female driven content. So in the outdoors, so, you know, females who are out there creating, whether it's podcasts or short form videos or, you know, episodic content, short films, you know, we're really trying to celebrate that and make Mm -hmm. sure that the females in the outdoor space have a voice as well. Well, and that's something I've always picked on or picked up from you guys is that you really are just celebrating what's going on and sharing other people's journey and their mission. And that is such a great thing because it builds this community. And I don't know, you know, obviously I don't know the the back end of what you're doing, but I could only imagine that you do have a really solid community of people that are like coming together. Um, That's got to feel pretty good for you. It feels amazing. Yeah, it yeah. really does. You know, it's almost like, you know, the, it's the same feeling as if you have all of your 250 closest friends in one room, which I only have like three friends in my life, <laughs> but, you know, but like if you have them all in one space and yeah. everyone long, and then we start seeing our producer partners collaborating together. You know, we have um, a, I'm not, I'm not actually on Facebook well, I am on Facebook personally, but like I'm never on there, right. but we have a, a producer community where they can, you know, if they have questions, they can help each other out. They can really kind of, you know, participate in each other's shows and they cross promote and they help. It's just kind of like this beautiful way of everyone getting together for the greater good, right? Yeah. We're all here to enjoy the outdoors, mm-hmm. to do what's best for the next generation of outdoors people and to allow other people to live vicariously through the messaging that we're putting out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've really, I think, you know, been successful in in kind of building that ecosystem around carbon TV. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it makes me really happy. Um, (laughs) I'm just so inspired by what you're doing. And, you know, obviously as somebody who has reached the level of um, a corporate that you have, but also you're just so rooted into your passion that it's like leading that. And I, I just love getting to be this little piece of it and soak up what I can from you. I wish that we lived closer because I would love to just get together and feed off of that energy more often. But um, something that, you know, and I don't see you on social much. I think you could probably agree. You're not on social media very much. Um, You probably have had enough media by the end of the day. But um, one of your last posts, you said uh, you're focusing on traveling to places where your phone doesn't work on the weekends. And I just like felt that to my core. Uh, I just recently uh, within the last couple of years or last few years have found my passion for remote places, like those little tiny hole in the wall, you know, 10 people live there kind of places. But I am curious to hear kind of your experience with that and kind of what those places are doing for your soul. Yeah, so that post, which I mean, I really post like once a month, I'm a very private person at this time of my life. Like, I just I used to be required. It was a requirement for a long time for me to be actively public. And now, I mean, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do, which is great. So like once a month, I'll pop on there and put something on. But that post Mm -hmm. that you're referring to is kind of a metaphor. Um, And the, the 
I'm, I think in the post I'm riding a horse and mm-hmm. I, my phone honestly didn't work for four days, which is amazing, but you can turn your phone off, right? And you can travel through any journey in your daily life that you want to. And so even if you are in the middle of the city or spending time with your family, you can turn the phone off. I think people forget that. And I think they forget that there's a little feature on there that says, do not disturb. And mm-hmm. then you just just turn it off and don't mm-hmm. pick it up. And people are going to totally understand and nobody's gonna be so angry with you that you didn't get back to them for a day. And, and if they are angry, well, then that's probably not someone that you really want right. to be best friends with anyways. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, on the weekends I have, I, I don't have any children. Um, you know, I work, my headquarters is in Michigan and, you know, my home is in kind of Montana and out West. I have my dog. And so Banjo and I, we, we travel on the weekends. We go do whatever we want at this point in my life. And, um, and sometimes that's being here. I mean, right now it's Friday night at, you know, whatever time. And this is what I love to do. I love to be here in the office and I love to, um, you know, kind of like dive into my work late at night sometimes too. And that's okay. But, um, I think finding that healthy balance of when to walk away from your phone or when to shut it down on social media or when to, you know, live presently in your own life instead of watching the highlight reels of everybody else's life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been a really healthy thing for me over the last couple of years, just to step away and say, I love, I love everyone who I'm following. I unfollowed the people I don't want to follow and, um, and I'll celebrate them, but I'm mm-hmm. also going to not turn my phone on for a day here and there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yes, please to that. <laughs> yes, please okay. to that. It's funny. Cause it can take some time to like get to the place where you can turn it off or leave it in the house for a while or walk away or whatever that looks like. But once you do, it's so nice to just have that like weight off of your shoulders. Yeah. I'd love to hear you kind of continue the conversation and maybe walk us through kind of why, if you can, why that was a decision for you to stop being on social media so much. And yeah. most importantly, probably is what do you feel like you've learned or gained from removing that out of your life? Mm-hmm. So a big part of it is, so when I, when I walk away from my phone, I don't apologize when I come back to it. So that's a big mm-hmm. part of my, my journey is I don't have to apologize to the 10 people if I miss their text messages. It's okay. You, they can wait. You know, it's not, if, unless if it's an emergency, which has literally never happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never, never turned my phone off and come back to something that's like, ah, like, you know, your house sure. is on fire. So, um, I stopped apologizing when I come back to it. It's, you know, if I don't see the message for a day, okay. Like that's, it's okay. I'm not sorry at all. Like not even a little bit. Sorry. I loved my time away from my phone. Um, but I, so your question of why I stepped away from kind of the more social, you know, actively yeah. open up my life to the entire public. Um, you know, I've had a very public life for a very long time and it started quite a while back. Um, and I was very, very happy in that life and successful and, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't change a lot of the things about it. Um, but I went through a really hard time, um, which everybody goes through a hard time. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Um, sometimes it just helps to know we're not alone. And 
I've been through hard times. You've been, everyone listening to this, everyone's had that moment in their life where it's just, you know, you're swimming through the swamp and you're like, is is it ever going to end? And will I ever see some clarity on the other side of this murky water that I'm in? And I went through that and it was really, really hard. It was, um, you know, very public situation that I went through and, um, you know, a relationship issue and it was embarrassing and terrible and like all the things. And it's so big when you're the person going through it, it's huge because you feel like, Oh my gosh, you know, my name and all the people and everything people are saying. And, you know, then you get through it and you're like, okay, well people move on and now they're interested in something else, but I don't, I'm not required to open up my life to people anymore. And, you know, I know, Um, I know what makes me really happy and what makes me happy is doing an amazing job at work and having just a few close friends and my dog and building the life in real life, not just Mm -hmm. this imaginary life on social media for people to see. So when people sometimes are, are over posting and over putting out there, not all the time, but sometimes that can be kind of like overcompensating for something. Yes. And I'm living my very best life privately. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the best way to put it. And I learned a valuable lesson of how much I really enjoy my privacy. Um, You know, and I will say kind of going back on that, most people probably won't know, like, you know, my whole story, people who are close to me would know, but everyone in this industry is super supportive and no one ever has, you know, It's never been one of those like, oh my gosh, I have to be quiet on social media because I got a hard time. It's just, I really made my choice to become a more private person. Mm -hmm. And I I get to choose who I do interviews with or who Mm -hmm. I talk to or who I bring into my world. Mm -hmm. And that is the most wonderful thing in life is to get to choose who to surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. Powerful stuff. Definitely. Um, kind of to my point about the remoteness of, you know, places and and that soul filling, uh, just reignition for me is that time away from my phone. Um, Mm -hmm. it's a time away from, I wouldn't say like content because I'm always capturing videos of things and, you know, taking, you know, a scenery and just sitting there and recording just that so I can look back on it, but not having that like communication with the outside world, um, not having the consumption of what's going on with other people. I I can imagine, and I don't know this because I'm still, still very much in it, but I can imagine that kind of just lets you focus inward on the things that are more important than the day to day social media shares. Um, I actually tell my husband all the time that in, in this like other world, I have no phone at all people just have to like take a plane or a boat to come see me. Um, but it's the polar opposite of what I do now. And I think for me personally, if it wasn't for my community and the people that I've got to meet and learn, like being here on this platform of social media, I'd be gone in a second, but I've met some of the most irreplaceable people. You, for example, you know, as somebody that, 
I might not have known outside of the initial, you know, social media impression. So I think it's like this and everybody obviously has to find what makes them happy. But I can guarantee that there's a lot of people, myself included, that would probably be pretty happy and pretty content and fulfilled if social media were just to be gone off the face of the earth tomorrow. Yeah, I think the beautiful thing is that we can choose how much or how little we decide to use it. And so all of that goes to say, it's not that I don't open my Instagram and look through it. And I respond to the messages, you know, especially the ones that are really meaningful. I've actually made some great connections through social media. And here's the other thing. So when we were younger, for example, okay, so when I was just getting into this industry, can you imagine if social media existed and how wonderful it would have been to reach out to an older female who was established and cool and really passionate about bringing up the next generation and just for me to DM her as 20 year old Julie mm-hmm. and saying like, man, I love this. This is my passion. It's what I want to do. You know, when I'm 40, I'm going to be doing this, you know, and for me to like really reach out, young girls can do that now. And that's an awesome thing. Yeah. And I respond to every single one of them. I know you do too. Any young lady, any yep. organization that supports young people, females, who just want to be a part of what we're doing in this community, we get to respond to them and we respond to all of them. Mm-hmm. When we were younger and just getting in, if that was an opportunity that was given to us, that's exciting. I wish I had had that. And that makes me more passionate about responding to them mm-hmm. with my whole heart open and saying, you know, yeah, tell me what you want to do. You want internships, you want connections, you want to get my network. Like what, what is it that you're looking to do and how do I help? Like that to me, that's a huge passion point for me that social media has opened that door for people to make those connections. So where do you see that part of your passion going in the future? You know, I do a lot of mentorship and that's meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't talk about it publicly. I don't talk about the boards that I sit on or the organizations that I help out or the counseling, like I I don't publicly go forward and talk about a lot of that, but in the future, I want to do more of it. And that tells me I'm doing the right thing. So, you know, and I, and I really love that there are so many organizations coming up for, you know, beginners and women and young people Mm -hmm. who really have a passion for the outdoors, even outside of hunting. You know, uh, the, to go outside of the hunting, fishing community, just in the outdoors, just mm-hmm. loving yeah. nature. And yeah, that's, I think that's a, it's a big passion for me. I wish somebody had handed me those opportunities when I was young. It would have given me some shortcuts, mm-hmm. a couple cheat codes, you know, to get in a little bit faster where I can kind of, you know, move into the thing that, that drives me and my passion in life faster than just having to figure it out all on, mm-hmm. you know, on my own. Mm-hmm. Well, and feeling empowerment from women, you know, from girls, from, from anybody who is so similar to you, you know, we Mm -hmm. really gravitate towards those people who we want to emulate and those who we want to learn from and look up to. And so what a great place to be, to have that role where you can jump in and give guidance and say like, this is my journey, you know, and share some of that reflection. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. And I never take it for granted. I, 
you know, those are the messages and those are the moments and the time that I, it's my, it's like a hobby, right? Where you don't mm-hmm. mind spending that time mm-hmm. really diving into it and figuring out how to be a part of things like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's huge for me. I, I really love that. For somebody who's so busy, you know, you have a very high level of work and achievement and goals, I'm sure. How do you find that balance to kind of keep yourself grounded and keep the the peace going on, you know, inside of you? Are there, is it habits? Is it mantras? Um, Is it time off at work? Like, what does that look like for you? I have learned to have grace for myself. Mm. And I know that like all things in life, it ebbs and flows and we will have good days and bad days. And we will have, you know, a week of turmoil and then a week of, you know what, I'm not responding to anybody right now, you know, if I don't have to. So I've given myself grace over the years and I've learned how to understand, you know, and not keep myself up at night if I didn't get back to every single person or if I didn't accomplish all the things that day. Um, you know, I'm just like everybody else out there who, who has, who gets to do the job that they, they love doing. We can't do it all. We're only human. Mm -hmm. And so I've, I've started forgiving myself for not, you know, getting everything done. Um, I've also learned to balance it with meditation is huge for me. That's big. I, I really believe uh, that, you know, if you're a busy person, you should be meditating. And if you're a really busy person, you should be meditating more, you know, like that to me, that those moments in the morning, usually before my workout, um, I have that time to really get in my own head and, you know, find a lesson in that day and work through whatever's going on. It's made me a better person. Uh, it's, and it goes right back to having more grace for myself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as a human, um, but also kind of, you know, keeping me grounded and thinking like, okay, I, ha- I do have the coolest job in the world, in my opinion. When people say, what is your dream job? I get to do my dream Thank job. You. It's exactly yeah. what I want to be doing, but I'm not going to be perfect at it mm-hmm. either. And I'm just doing my best and enjoying it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I just, I have grace for myself. And then if I want to take a weekend off, I take that weekend and I don't feel bad about it when I come back to the office anymore. I went through a couple of years where I didn't take a lot of time off, but now, you know, my dog's getting older. got to travel with him while he's still here. And you know, I'm getting older. I got to travel while I still can. So yeah, it's just, you know, just learning how to be a human every single day. Are you somebody that's always been pretty strong with setting boundaries? Because it sounds like you're pretty good in that department. Now, has that been something you've had to work up to? Uh, Professionally, I am very good with boundaries. I am. I love business. I do. I've run some amazing companies over the years. I've always had a mind for business. And for me, it's all black and white it's all about boundaries and it's all about structure and it's all about, you know, leading with purpose. Um, you know, personally, we're still working on the boundary thing, you know, sometimes like, you know, I, cause I'm a nice person by nature. So, you know, I, I still say yes to, you know, volunteering for things if I don't really mean yes all the time, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. that's okay. That's being a human. And, you know, yeah. So I, I, you know, I don't ever really talk about that a whole lot, but yeah, I see myself as two different 
you know, there's me at work and there's me personally. Personally, I'm pretty laid back, easygoing, you know, really introverted person. Um, Professionally, no, I'm really, really good at just, it's all black and white. I know exactly, you know, what I'm doing with that Mm -hmm. side. That's awesome. You kind of own two different parts of the, of the spectrum. And it's, that's, that's a great thing because you kind of have that ying to the yang, you know, the, the hardcore crack the whip, get it done, achieve, go, go, go. And then also the kind of rest and reset side of you that can just relax and unplug from your phone unapologetically. That's a great thing. I have never thought of it until you just said that actually. But yeah, I think that's, it's a healthy thing to recognize about yourself, Mm -hmm. kind of your yin and yang, right? So like, where does that fluctuate? And where is that line drawn? And, and how well do I know myself in both parts? And yeah, but that's, I think that's a really nice thing for anybody to consider, because mm-hmm. we all have it, we all have our, you know, kind of the uh, chaos and order, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, it's a thing. So I think a lot of us, though, battle with it turning the things off. And um, I think sometimes that's where the turmoil can stem from is because somebody who is a high level achiever doesn't necessarily have that rest and unplug mode. And I think, I don't know if it's time or age or situation or just learning and growing, but once you can achieve that, where you just go, no, I'm sorry, not sorry removing myself from this. Yeah. Then you just can find a little bit more balance within yourself, which can create more peace in the rest of your life. Yeah. And the other thing that I find kind of keeps me healthy in that way is humor and grace, right? So those two things can take you a long ways in life. Um, Sometimes when I'm here at work in my office and I just have to go to the kitchen or, you know, run to the bathroom, whatever it is I'm doing, I will leave my phone on my desk leave like just walk away from it right and then I'll be like oh I know I was only going to be gone a few minutes but maybe I'll just like walk a few laps and stay gone a little longer and then when I come back and I you know you tap your phone and see all your notifications it's kind of like oh you know it's kind of I don't know how to explain it. it's almost like I did something bad but it's not that bad and I'm not sorry for it you know you <laughs> <laughs> sound like a crazy person trying to explain it but it's kind of like my time mm-hmm. where I'm just like I, oh, I, oops, I forgot my phone, mm-hmm. you know, in my office. And I'm not going to look at it for 45 minutes. And when I come back, it's going to be more work, but it's kind of amazing too, to mm-hmm. come back and go like, oh, well, I'm allowed to have 45 minutes to myself too. I really appreciate that you said that because I definitely struggle with that. And I struggle with the timely manner of getting back to things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not always good at it, but in my head, I'm always trying to, you know, get back to the text, get back to the email, um, make sure that I'm just staying on top of things. And I don't know if that's by nature because I don't want to get behind or feel like overburdened by the things that are on my plate, but I can definitely do a better job. I'm sure people listening today are like, yep, that's me. I can do a better job. Walk away from it, turn it off. Um, I even got real crazy and I've put my phone in the other room at night. Like I don't look at it at night or whatever, but it's always in my room. And a couple times I've just like left it in the kitchen and it 
it feels like oddly good. This is probably stupid to say, but it feels oddly good the next day when I'm like, I had two cups of coffee and did my morning workout and hadn't even looked at my phone yet. It's like, that's a win. It is. Yeah. So a really funny thing happened this past week. I was whitetail hunting. Um, obviously I didn't put it on my social media, <laughs> you know, like I just was out by myself in the field and, um, I, I wear a, like a bino harness, you know, which we all do. And my phone, it, it's right here. It like, it slips in the harness right in the back. And, um, so I'm walking out from my evening sit and it's this, this beautiful that night and it's, you know, really cold and had been kind of snowing a little bit. And I'm walking out of my stand and I tripped and I just fell like flat on my face. And I got all the way back. I hiked out. I got to the machine. I drove myself back, you know, to, and I got there and I'm like, oh, phone is gone. And so when I fell, the phone just goes flying out and it was in the field. And I knew where it was because I got on my iPad and I did the find my phone thing for the first time ever. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I know where my phone is. And I mean, it's a new iPhone. It's waterproof, I'm sure. So I just texted from my iPad, you know, my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, hey, left my phone. I'm sure that's a really believable story, right? Left my phone. <laughs> like all on my face on my way out. But it was this wonderful night of like, oh my gosh, I have no cell phone. And I know where it is. So there's a safety in that but I don't have my phone. Mm -hmm. Do you know how nice that was just yeah. to go like, huh, that's kind of great Yeah. to not have to look at it. And then the next morning when I walked in, it's right there where I yep. knew I fell. So yeah, it was kind of great. I feel like everybody as on their way out of their stand, they should just like flick it over their shoulder once in a while. <laughs> like, I'll get you tomorrow. <laughs> this is a really crazy ad for iPhones right now, Julie. <laughs> I recommend throwing your phone over your right shoulder once in a while and just be like, Oh, I'll find you tomorrow. It's fine. Perfect. Yeah. I might start yeah. to implement that. We'll see. It's good, good for your mental health. What are you most excited for coming up in 2023? 2023, you know, every year just keeps getting better. And I, gosh, there's so many things I'm excited for. I just turned 40 this year and I feel healthier than ever. So I'm excited about the forties, right? I know as women, sometimes we don't always talk about that, but I feel like it's a, that's a big thing. That's yeah. a milestone. And that's kind of like moving into a space where you don't care as much what people think you can say kind of like, boom, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing and like it or don't like it. Mm -hmm. Like this is, mm -hmm. So that I'm excited about. I think there's freedom in being open about being just a human who, you know, like here I am, it's, it's going to be amazing, but I'm also not going to change who I am to kind of please other people. Um, which goes along with the whole, you know, privacy thing. And I don't really need to prove to anybody anything anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, so that that's, I'm excited about that. I know that again, I probably sound crazy, but I love that existence in life. Um, Professionally, uh, we've hired some amazing people at the company. We're expanding into some other realms. So uh, our distribution has expanded globally. So we are, um, Carbon TV is, you know, AVOD on, the OT on OTT. So all of the endpoints, we're expanding those two. We're doing a full site 
um, update for user experience. So everything's going to start looking a little different on Carbon TV. But we also moved into global fast channel and connected TV distribution. So in all of the other countries, wow. everyone with connected TVs can start watching Carbon TV. doesn't cost them anything. And we're kind of bringing that outdoor experience to people who maybe in their cultures, they haven't mm-hmm. been exposed, to, mm-hmm. which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, we've formed some really great partnerships, you know, so we're working with like the IHEA, International Hunters Education Association, to bring educational videos to people going through Hunters Ed. Wonderful. We do, yes, which I'm very excited about. Um, you know, we have partnerships with the trade shows. So we're the video streaming partner for Hunt Expo, where I got to see you last time. Um, so we're just doing a lot of cool things like that. And for me, that's where the passion comes in. Mm. It's like, how can we just take this amazing company and connect it to everybody else who's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some very cool stuff like that. We're, we moved into live broadcast. So we live broadcast air shows. We're going to start live broadcasting some other major events, uh, which is a huge step for the company. Um, and yeah, it's just like all of those things. That's It's just all the growth and the scaling, mm-hmm. but also just kind of like enjoying every single day as it comes. Yeah. I'm in a very, very big phase of that right now myself where, yeah, you just look at life every day and go, it's, it could be today. It could be tomorrow. I don't know, but I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is and do my best and show up and be a good human being and give myself grace. That is one of the things too, that I can echo from what you've said during this last hour is that there's a, there's a fine line between being accountable to yourself and hardworking and showing up and holding yourself to a standard. And then there's that other side where you just have to know that you are just a human being that's going to make mistakes and have flaws and having grace with yourself is really the next level to achieving the, the, yeah. the high level things, the, the things that you're the most proud of. Yeah. I've learned to speak to myself in a nicer way. I think that's a big part of it, right? So I'm, I'm a big cheerleader for other people, mm-hmm. um, and I've learned to cheer myself on too, even on the really hard days. And you know, I think that that's kind of a big part of the softer side of me, where I'm just, you know, a very calm person and very quiet, introverted type of person. Um, but I, I think that comes with age. You know, mm-hmm. I just I learned to be nicer to myself. Mm-hmm. And that kindness pours over into everything else. So the team that I've built and the company that's growing and all of the, um, you know, the organizations that I'm working with, that kindness to myself definitely pours over into those cups Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that you can really succeed in being amazing for other people if you're not nice to yourself. I think that's a really difficult thing to do. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my TED talk. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, I wish that I was there with you in Michigan right now. I would squeeze your neck and uh, just catch up with you. It's been so great. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing you this year during trade show season. Um, But for people who want to reach out, maybe there's a mom listening with daughters or um, somebody that just wants to get some of your continued um, encouragement and mentorship, not that you're on social much, but where can they reach you? And then also give them all the details for finding carbon TV. 
Absolutely, yeah. So Carbon TV is easy to find. We're on all the major endpoints. So if you have Apple TV or Roku, like I said, Amazon Fire Stick, if you have any any cell phone that exists in the world, any connected device, carbontv.com or in the app stores, it's just Carbon TV. Social media, I think our Instagram is Carbon TV Media. My social media is, um, my Instagram is Jules McQueen. Um, I think my Facebook is Julia McQueen. I mean, I'm really not difficult to find. You can, <laughs> yeah. you can probably put my email address on there if you try hard enough. Um, but yeah, like I love when people reach out and I want to encourage people to, because like I said earlier, if that was something that was available to me, it could have been life changing. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have really, you know, sped things up for me in the right way. Mm-hmm. So I encourage people to reach out. And if I can't be helpful, I usually know people who can be. Yeah. And I believe in building community. You know, it's never a burden when I hear from people or when, you know, even if there's a lot of them, I do not mind that. Like that is why I work hard. And that is one of the biggest blessings. So, um, yeah. And I, I encourage everyone to watch, you know, carbon TV go there. There's a lot of really cool content. Um, we have, uh, you know, we're really easy to reach and any messages that come in that are, you know, specific on feedback or questions or whatever, my team, they're amazing. They forward me the ones that they know that I passionately will want to be a part of the answer. And I get really excited about that every day. I'm like, oh, I get to actually learn from our audience and understand what people are looking for. And I think that's a major part of growth also. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I encourage everyone to get in touch with me, um, whether it's through Carbon TV or through my own social media. Um, I'll be, I check into it and I answer every single person that reaches out to me. So I'm here for whoever needs it. I'm so grateful for women like you for just standing up, leading the way, um, really just busting through those glass ceilings and letting us all know there's not only a space for us, but we are so capable. Uh, so thank you so much for who you are first and foremost, for what you do. Um, and just for being such a light for people. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I feel the same way about you. You know, there's so many wonderful women in this space and in this mm-hmm. community in the outdoors, I'm blessed to know a lot of them. You know, I don't know what people think who aren't in that community, but you know, all of the women who you see, we support each other. We love each other genuinely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that that is one of the, the greatest parts of what we get to do. We have friends like me and you who I've known you for so many years and it's just a beautiful thing. So, you know, I really, I appreciate you. You know, you've made a huge difference in a lot of lives. And I'm so happy for you to be a part of what we're doing at Carbon. That means a lot to me. Once again, thank you for tuning into the show. We hope that your cup is full and you're ready to embrace your untamable vibe. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a favor? Help us grow our audience by sharing your favorite episode on social media, sending the episode to a friend and leaving us a review online. We love to hear from you. One more thing, be sure to press that subscribe button and never miss a weekly episode. See you next week.